Section 15 of How to Tell a Story and Other Essays by Mark Twain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. How to Tell a Story and Other Essays by Mark Twain. Chapter 11. Stirring Times in Austria. Part 3. Curious Parliamentary Etiquette. In consequence of Dr. Lecker's twelve-hour speech, and the other obstructions furnished by the minority, the famous thirty-three-hour sitting of the House accomplished nothing. The government side had made a supreme effort, assisting itself with all the helps at hand, both lawful and unlawful, yet had failed to get the Ausgleich into the hands of a committee. This was a severe defeat. The right was mortified, the left jubilant. Parliament was adjourned for a week to let the members cool off, perhaps. A sacrifice of precious time, for but two months remained in which to carry the all-important Ausgleich to a consummation. If I have reported the behavior of the House intelligibly, the reader has been surprised at it, and has wondered whence these lawmakers come and what they are made of, and he has probably supposed that the conduct exhibited at the long sitting was far out of the common and due to special excitement and irritation. As to the make-up of the House, it is this. The deputies come from all the walks of life and from all the grades of society. There are princes, counts, barons, priests, peasants, mechanics, laborers, lawyers, judges, physicians, professors, merchants, bankers, shopkeepers. They are religious men, they are earnest, sincere, devoted, and they hate the Jews. The title of doctor is so common in the house that one may almost say that the deputy who does not bear it is by that reason conspicuous. I am assured that it is not a self-granted title, and not an honorary one, but an earned one, that in Austria it is very seldom conferred as a mere compliment, that in Austria the degrees of doctor of music, doctor of philosophy, and so on, are not conferred by the seats of learning, and so when an Austrian is called doctor it means that he is either a lawyer or a physician, and that he is not a self-educated man, but is college-bred and has been diplomaed for merit. That answers the question of the constitution of the house. Now as to the house's curious manners, the manners exhibited by this convention of doctors were not at that time being tried as a wholly new experiment. I will go back to a previous sitting in order to show that the deputies had already had some practice. There had been an incident. The dignity of the house had been wounded by improprieties indulged in in its presence by a couple of the members. 
this matter was placed in the hands of a committee to determine where the guilt lay and the degree of it and also to suggest the punishment the chairman of the committee brought in his report by this it appeared that in the course of a speech deputy schrammel said that religion had no proper place in the public schools it was a private matter whereupon deputy grigorig shouted how about free love to this deputy iro flung out this retort soda water at the wimberger this appeared to deeply offend deputy grigorig who shouted back at iro you cowardly blatherskite say that again the committee had sat three hours grigorig had apologized iro had explained iro explained that he didn't say anything about soda water at wimberger he explained in writing and was very explicit i declare upon my word of honor that i did not say the words attributed to me unhappily for his word of honor it was proved by the official stenographers and by the testimony of several deputies that he did say them the committee did not officially know why the apparently inconsequential reference to soda water at the wimberger should move deputy grigorig to call the utterer of it a cowardly blatherskite still after proper deliberation it was of the opinion that the house ought to formally censure the whole business this verdict seems to have been regarded as sharply severe i think so because deputy dr luger burgermeister of vienna felt it a duty to soften the blow to his friend grigorig by showing that the soda-water remark was not so innocuous as it might look that indeed grigorig's tough retort was justifiable and he proceeded to explain why he read a number of scandalous postcards which he intimated had proceeded from iro as indicated by the handwriting though they were anonymous some of them were posted to grigorig at his place of business and could have been read by all his subordinates the others were posted to grigorig's wife luger did not say but everybody knew that the cards referred to a matter of town gossip which made mr grigorig a chief actor in a tavern scene where siphon squirting played a prominent and humorous part and wherein women had a share there were several of the cards more than several in fact no fewer than five were sent in one day dr luger read some of them and described others some of them had pictures on them one a picture of a hog with a monstrous snout and beside it a squirting soda siphon below it some sarcastic doggerel grigoric deals in shirts cravats etc one of the cards bore these words 
much respected deputy and collared sewer or stealer another hurrah for the christian social work among the women assemblages hurrah for the soda squirter comment by dr luger i cannot venture to read the rest of that one nor the signature either another would you mind telling me if comment by dr luger the rest of it is not properly readable to deputy gregorig's wife much respected madame gregorig the undersigned desires an invitation to the next soda squirt comment by dr luger neither the rest of the card nor the signature can i venture to read to the house so vulgar are they the purpose of this card to expose gregorig to his family was repeated in others of these anonymous missives the house by vote censured the two improper deputies this may have had a modifying effect upon the phraseology of the membership for a while and upon its general exuberance also but it was not for long as has been seen it had become lively once more on the night of the long sitting at the next sitting after the long one there was certainly no lack of liveliness the president was persistently ignoring the rules of the house in the interest of the government side and the minority were in an unappeasable fury about it the ceaseless din and uproar the shouting and stamping and desk banging were deafening but through it all burst voices now and then that made themselves heard some of the remarks were of a very candid sort and i believe that if they had been uttered in our house of representatives they would have attracted attention i will insert some samples here not in their order but selected on their merits dr mayreder to the president you have lied you conceded the floor to me make it good or you have lied mr glockner to the president leave get out wolf indicating the president there sits a man to whom a certain title belongs unto wolf who is continuously reading in a powerful voice from a newspaper arrive these personal remarks from the majority oh shut your mouth put him out out with him wolf stops reading a moment to shout at dr luger who has the floor but cannot get a hearing please betrayer of the people begin dr luger meine herren oho and groans wolf that's the holy light of the christian socialists mr kletzenbauer christian socialist damnation are you ever going to quiet down wolf discharges a galling remark at mr wolmeyer 
Bolmeyer responding, You Jew, you! There is a moment's lull, and Dr. Leuger begins his speech. Graceful, handsome man, with winning manners and attractive bearing, a bright and easy speaker, and is said to know how to trim his political sails to catch any favoring wind that blows. He manages to say a few words. Then the tempest overwhelms him again. Wolf stops reading his paper a moment to say a drastic thing about Luiger and his Christian social pieties, which sets the C.S.'s in a sort of frenzy. Mr. Wilklogweck, you leave the Christian socialists alone, you word-of-honor breaker. Obstruct all you want to, but you leave them alone. You've no business in this house. You belong in a gin-mill. Mr. Prochaska, in a lunatic asylum, you mean. Vilolwek, it's a pity that such a man should be leader of the Germans. He disgraces the German name. Dr. Scheicher, it's a shame that the like of him should insult us. Srobach, to Wolf, contemptible cub, we will bounce thee out of this. It is inferable that the thee is not intended to indicate affection this time, but to reinforce and emphasize Mr. Strobach's scorn. Dr. Scheicher, his insults are of no consequence. He wants his ears boxed. Dr. Leuger, to Wolf, you'd better worry a trifle over your Iroh's word of honor. You are behaving like a street Arab. Dr. Scheicher, it's infamous. Dr. Leuger, and these shameless creatures are the leaders of the German People's Party. Meantime, Wolf goes whooping along with his newspaper reading in great contentment. Dr. Patai, shut up, shut up, shut up, you haven't the floor. Strobach, the miserable cub. Dr. Leuger to Wolf, raising his voice strenuously above the storm, you are a wholly honorless street brat. A voice, fire the rapscallion out but Wolf's soul goes marching noisily on just the same. Schoenerer, vast and muscular and endowed with the most powerful voice in the Reichrath, comes plowing down through the standing crowds, red and choking with anger, halts before Deputy Wolbeyer, grabs a rule, and smashes it with a blow upon a desk, threatens Wolmeyer's face with his fist, and bellows out some personalities and a promise only you wait we'll teach you a whirlwind of offensive retorts assails him from the band of meek and humble christian socialists compacted around their leader that distinguished religious expert dr leuger burgermeister of vienna our breath comes in excited gasps now and we are full of hope. We imagine that we are back fifty years ago in the Arkansas legislature, and we think we know what is going to happen. 
and are glad we came and glad we are up in the gallery out of the way where we can see the whole thing and yet not have to supply any of the material for the inquest however as it turns out our confidence is abused our hopes are misplaced dr patai wildly excited you quiet down or we shall turn ourselves loose there will be a cuffing of ears prochaska in a fury no not ear-boxing but genuine blows Vyalonwek, i would rather take my hat off to a jew than to wolf strobach to wolf jew flunky here we have been fighting the jews for ten years and now you are helping them to power again how much do you get for it holansky what he wants is a straitjacket wolf continues his readings it is a market report now remark flung across the house to schoenerer die großmutter auf dem misthaufen ersek worden it will be judicious not to translate that its flavor is pretty high in any case but it becomes particularly gamey when you remember that the first gallery was well stocked with ladies apparently it was a great hit it fetched thunders of joyous enthusiasm out of the christian socialists and in their rapture they flung biting epithets with wasteful liberality at especially detested members of the opposition among others this one at schoenerer bordel in der krugerstrasse then they added these words which they whooped howled and also even sang in a deep-voiced chorus schmerl lieb korn schmerl lieb korn schmerl lieb korn and made it splendidly audible above the banging of desk boards and the rest of the roaring cyclone of fiendish noises a gallery witticism comes flitting by from mouth to mouth around the great curve the swan song of austrian representative government you can note its progress by the applausive smiles and nods it gets as it skims along klutzenbauer holofernes where is judith storm of laughter gregorig the shirt merchant this wolf theater is costing six thousand florins wolf with sweetness notice him gentlemen it is mr gregorig laughter vielerweck to wolf you judas schneider brother knight chorus of voices east german offal tub and so the war of epithets crashes along with never diminishing energy for a couple of hours the ladies in the gallery were learning that was well for by and by ladies will form a part of the membership of all legislatures in the world as soon as they can prove competency they will be admitted at present men only are competent to legislate 
therefore they look down upon women and would feel degraded if they had to have them for colleagues in their high calling wolf is yelling another market report now guessman shut up infamous louse brat during a momentary lull dr luger gets a hearing for three sentences of his speech they demand and require that the president shall suppress the four noisiest members of the opposition wolf with a that settles it toss of the head the shifty trickster of vienna has spoken ero belonged to schoenerer's party the word of honor incident has given it a new name Gregorig is a christian socialist and hero of the postcards and the wimberger soda squirting incident he stands vast and conspicuous and conceited and self-satisfied and roosterish and inconsequential at luger's elbow and is proud and cocky to be in such great company he looks very well indeed really majestic and aware of it he crows out his little empty remark now and then and looks as pleased as if he had been delivered of the ausgleich indeed he does look notably fine he wears almost the only dress vest on the floor it exposes a continental spread of white shirt front his hands are posed at ease in the lips of his trousers pockets his head is tilted back complacently he is attitudinizing he is playing to the gallery however they are all doing that it is curious to see men who only vote and can't make speeches and don't know how to invent witty ejaculations wander about the vacated parts of the floor and stop in a good place and strike attitudes attitudes suggestive of weighty thought mostly and glance furtively up at the galleries to see how it works or a couple will come together and shake hands in an artificial way and laugh a gay manufactured laugh and do some constrained and self-conscious attitudinizing and they steal glances at the galleries to see if they are getting notice it is like a scene on the stage by play by minor actors at the back while the stars do the great work at the front even count badeni attitudinizes for a moment strikes a reflective napoleonic attitude of fine picturesqueness but soon thinks better of it and desists there are two who do not attitudinize poor harried and insulted president abramovich who seems wholly miserable and can find no way to put in the dreary time but by swinging his bell and by discharging occasional remarks which nobody can hear and a resigned and patient priest who sits lonely in a great vacancy on majority territory and munches an apple schoenerer uplifts his fog-horn of a voice and shakes the roof with an insult discharged at the majority 
Dr. Leger. The honorless party would better keep still here. Gregorig, the echo, swelling out his shirt-front. Yes, keep quiet, pimp. Schoenerer to Leger. Political mountbank. Prochaska to Schoenerer. Drunken clown. During the final hour of the sitting, many happy phrases were distributed through the proceedings. Among them were these, and they are strikingly good ones, blatherskite, blackguard, scoundrel, brothel daddy. This last was the contribution of Dr. Gessman, and gave great satisfaction, and deservedly. It seems to me that it was one of the most sparkling things that was said during the whole evening at half past two in the morning the house adjourned the victory was with the opposition no not quite that the effective part of it was snatched away from them by an unlawful exercise of presidential force another contribution toward driving the mistreated minority out of their minds at other sittings of the parliament gentlemen of the opposition shaking their fists toward the president addressed him as polish dog at one sitting an angry deputy turned upon a colleague and shouted blank 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 you must try to imagine what it was if i should offer it even in the original it would probably not get by the magazine editor's blue pencil. To offer a translation would be to waste my ink, of course. This remark was frankly printed in its entirety by one of the Vienna dailies, but the others disguised the toughest half of it with stars. If the reader will go back over this chapter and gather its array of extraordinary epithets into a bunch and examine them he will marvel at two things how this convention of gentlemen could consent to use such gross terms and why the users were allowed to get out of the place alive there is no way to understand this strange situation if every man in the house were a professional blackguard and had his home in a sailor boarding-house one could still not understand it for although that sort do use such terms they never take them these men are not professional blackguards they are mainly gentlemen and educated yet they use the terms and take them too they really seem to attach no consequence to them one cannot say that they act like schoolboys for that is only almost true not entirely schoolboys blackguard each other fiercely and by the hour and one would think that nothing would ever come of it but noise but that would be a mistake up to a certain limit the result would be noise only but that limit overstepped trouble would follow right away 
there are certain phrases phrases of a peculiar character phrases of the nature of that reference to schoenerer's grandmother for instance which not even the most spiritless schoolboy in the english-speaking world would allow to pass unavenged one difference between schoolboys and the lawmakers of the reichsrach seems to be that the lawmakers have no limit no danger line apparently they may call each other what they please and go home unmutilated now in fact they did have a scuffle on two occasions but it was not on account of names called there has been no scuffle where that was the cause it is not to be inferred that the house lacks a sense of honor because it lacks delicacy that would be an error ido was caught in a lie and it profoundly disgraced him the house cut him turned its back upon him he resigned his seat otherwise he would have been expelled but it was lenient with Grigorik, who had called ido a cowardly blatherskite in debate it merely went through the form of mildly censuring him that did not trouble gregorig the viennese say of themselves that they are an easy-going pleasure-loving community making the best of life and not taking it very seriously nevertheless they are grieved about the ways of their parliament and say quite frankly that they are ashamed they claim that the low condition of the parliament's manners is new not old a gentleman who was at the head of the government twenty years ago confirms this and says that in his time the parliament was orderly and well behaved an english gentleman of long residence here endorses this and says that a low order of politicians originated the present forms of questionable speech on the stump some years ago and imported them into the parliament in that gracious bygone time when a mild and good-tempered spirit was the atmosphere of our house then the manner of our speaking was studiously formal and academic and the storms and explosions of to-day were wholly unknown etc translation of the opening remark of an editorial in this morning's neue freie press december first however some day there will be a minister of etiquette and a sergeant-at-arms and then things will go better I mean if Parliament and the Constitution survive the present storm. End of chapter 11, part 3, Curious Parliamentary Etiquette, read by John Greenman.